Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Collegiate Jam. I am your host, K-State Sam. We got an awesome show for you tonight featuring the last two Texas teams that we have not talked about yet that are in the Big 12 Conference, the TCU Horn Frogs and the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Tonight's guest joining me to talk both colleges will be Josh Motes. Josh will be making his third return on to Collegiate Jam and will bring a lot of his expertise back to the show for a third time to talk to me about the schedules for both schools and will tell me how he thinks both schools will do this year. So let's sit back, relax, and get ready for week five, episode five of Collegiate Jam with your host, K-State Sam. And welcome back to Collegiate Jam for tonight's episode featuring the TCU Horn Frogs and the Texas Tech Red Raiders. We're going to move along into our first segment of the night, the TCU Horn Frogs football program. Our guest tonight, again, is Josh Motes, who's returning for his third episode of Collegiate Jam. Josh, how are you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me back on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure, man. You you bring a lot of uh, a lot of expertise and a lot of joy and just f- excitement to the to the show. And we've had a lot of fans, you know, that really wanted you back on the show. So thanks for coming back. So oh, thanks for having me, Casey Sam. Love to be on the Collegiate Jam. Hey, we're we're happy to have you here. So I'm gonna move along and start out by going over our, you know, quick facts for the listeners out there that are not familiar with the TCU Horn Frogs. So TCU stands for Texas Christian University. And TCU Horn Frogs are based in Fort Worth, Texas. Their colors are purple and white. And as I've said before, there's only one true Big 12 team that is purple, and that's the K-State Wildcats. But tonight, I'll let it slide since this night is all about TCU and Texas Tech. So TCU's colors are purple and white. They play at Amon G. Carter Stadium. And their estimated capacity is 47,000. And once again, all this information is uh, brought to you from research that I have done on ourlads.com. They last year in the year 2020 in the weird COVID season, they finished the Big 12 Conference in 5th place with an overall record of 6 wins and 4 losses. And in conference play, they finished with an with uh, 5 wins and 4 losses which, again, was the fifth best in the Big 12. They were supposed to play Arkansas in the 2020 Texas Bowl, but it actually was canceled due to COVID. The TCU Horn Frogs are coached by Gary Patterson, who is actually from Kansas and is a Kansas State University alumni. Gary Patterson is going into his 21st season as the TCU Horn Frogs head coach. 
and he has an overall record of 178 wins and 74 losses at TCU. TCU runs an offensive scheme of Air Raid, and their defensive scheme is the 4-2-5, so that is the offensive and defensive schemes. Some players this year that are going to be some big playmakers on TCU is their quarterback, Max Duggan, who is actually a junior. They have running their running backs uh, and their run game is between two running backs, their starter, Zach Evans, who's a sophomore, and the second string guy is is Kendry Miller, Kendra Miller, who is a sophomore. Their wide receivers are Savian Williams, who's a sophomore, and Tay Barber, who's a senior. They also have two more stud wide receivers that are Darius Davis, who's a senior, and then Quentin Johnston, who's a sophomore. And last but not least, they're tied in is Carter Ware, and he's a redshirt senior. Josh, real quick, um, for the for the listeners out there, can you tell them some players that may, I may have missed that might be on the defensive side of the ball? Oh, yeah. Uh, so uh, I was looking through the defense, and uh, D. Winters is their junior linebacker. He replaces a senior that they, they lost last year. He's a... He recorded 65 tackles last year. He's supposed to be the stud middle linebacker for them this year. Also, they're pretty stout on their defensive line. Uh, Kari Coleman is coming off the edge. Where's number 11? If you remember seeing him uh, in, against K-State, or no, Oshawan Mathis is number 32. Sorry, he played against K-State last year. He's a junior. So they're pretty fast off the edge, and their defensive line is uh, the two defensive tackles are both seniors. So they're pretty stout on that defensive line, and that will be a key takeaway for the defense this year. Is if they if they can stop the run up front, um, then that that linebacker D winners and come up, come other uh, uh, senior senior transfer uh, sorry senior Noah Daniels can actually you know sorry Jari I misspoke Jumai Hodge is a transfer sophomore he can uh, run through the middle, and that's a would be a pretty good defense this year. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you, Josh, for that. And I personally think TCU is going to have an awesome season. Uh, real quick, take about 10 seconds. How do you think TCU is going to do this year before we go into their football schedule? I, they went six and four last year. So they're up and coming year. year. Um, I think if the defense is going to be pretty stout this year. Um, if you know they can stop a lot of these teams from running the football I, I put him above 500 this year. Okay. We'll, we'll go on that schedule and we'll go more, we'll more in depth per game and see what's going to happen. Okay, perfect. Well, I personally think they're going to have a really good season. If you're a TCU fan, definitely stick around and listen to the schedule that we're about to go over uh, because I think a lot of you might be impressed and it may get you more excited for football season. So we're going to take a little short break, and when we come back, we're going to go over – the TCU Horn Frogs 2021 football schedule with our guest tonight making his third appearance on Collegiate Jam, and that is Josh Motes. So once again, you are listening to Collegiate Jam with your host, K-State Sam. Welcome back to Collegiate Jam, and we're going to move into our next part of the TCU Horn Frogs football program segment, 
and that is the 2021 football schedule with our guest tonight, Josh Motes. And like I said earlier, it's just a it's just a, a pleasure to have Josh back on the show with us. So, Josh, we're going to go into their schedule, and week. Let's see here, week one for the TCU Horn Frogs. Saturday, September fourth, they host Duquesne. Josh, quickly make a prediction on this game for the TCU fans and everyone else listening in. Well, uh, TCU getting pretty excited for the first first game of the season. Got a kind of a fluff game here. Uh, I would go win on this one. Duquesne's not going to be a good football team this year. That's um, uh, a Division One opponent, but it's a you know FCS school. So let's uh, go ahead and pencil in a win for this one. Okay, I agree. I think it's going to be a blowout. All right, moving on to week two, Saturday, September 11th, Josh. The Cal Golden Bears come into Fort Worth in Amon G. Carter Stadium. Please tell the listeners how this game will go. Well, it could be a future uh, Pac-12 conference game if, you know, with conference realignment. Uh, I did you know, look up some Cal players that you know, be keys for them. They do have a senior running back and a senior quarterback and Chase Garbers. Uh, with that TCU defense being really good this year, it's going to be hard for someone to come in to Fort Worth and upset them. Uh, it's it's going to be a close game, uh, Power 5 conference uh, opponent coming in to Fort Worth, but I still give uh, TCU that not edge on this one, but a close game. I would, it's going to be a win for TCU on this. Okay, I like that. I like that. Moving down to week three, Josh. TCU Horned Frogs actually have a bye week in week three. That's kind of unusual to have a bye week the third week of the season. But moving down to week four, Saturday, September 25th, the battle for the iron skillet between TCU and the SMU Mustangs. Josh, real quickly, how is this game going to go? Well, uh, I've been flip-flopping this game back and forth uh, pretty much all day long doing some research on SMU. Tanner Mordecai backed up Spencer Rattler last year at Oklahoma, transfers over to SMU. Um, they do have some bigger playmakers on the offensive side of ball, so to be able to score against TCU. But at the end of the day, uh, Reg- Reggie Robertson Jr. coming over from West Virginia and uh, the Tanner Mordecai are going to score points against TCU, but at the end of the day, they're going to end up with a loss. So I'll give TCU a win on this one, but again, another hard-fought game uh, with a, being a, maybe a come-down to field goal. I like it. Those games are usually really close, and I think SMU's won the last two meetings, or they won a you know a couple years ago when they played. All right, Josh, moving down to week five. Big Twelve play starts at Amon G. Carter Stadium. The Texas Longhorns come in to face TCU, and for the listeners out there, I'm pretty sure TCU's supposed to start out ranked. So, Josh, quickly make a prediction on this game. Um. The key to this game is going to be the defensive tackles for TCU. Um, so with with we all know about Bijan Robinson, he wants to run the football, and this game I would say is going to come down to a grinded out game in the one in the trenches. And if Corey Bentley and Terrell Cooper, the both senior defensive tackles for TCU, have a big game, TCU wins this game. If if 
Texas starts running the football and starts gaining a lot of yards, TCU loses the game. It's, I think Terrell Cooper and his counterpart, Corey Bentley, will have a big game this game at home and a raucous crowd. TCU wins this game in a close, grinded-out football game. Sounds good to me, Josh. I like it. And uh, for if all goes well, uh, so far TCU in my predictions is 4-0. All right, Josh, moving down to week six, Saturday, October 9th. The first road game of the season, so five weeks through, including a bye week. Going down to week six, they are finally on the road, October 9th, at Texas Tech in Lubbock, Texas. Josh, briefly, let the listeners out there Hear your prediction. I would predict it. Uh, Texas Tech whopping 10 points. TCU probably going to score in the 20s. Uh, the uh, 28-10 victory for the Horn Frogs of Fort Worth, Texas, and TCU. Um, Texas Tech's defense will give up a lot of points this year. Uh, it's not like I believe a lot in the TCU Max Dugan's offense but they'll score enough to be able to get in that 20 marks against Texas Tech this year. I like it. So so you think TCU wins? Yes, I think TCU wins. Go ahead. Get a pencil in a win for them as well. Okay. That so that makes them, that makes them what, 5-0 and in the season and 2-0 and um, in Big 12 play. So there you go. Uh, there you go, TCU fans. All right. Saturday, week seven, Saturday, October 16th, Josh, a second straight road game for the TCU Horn Frogs in Norman, Oklahoma against the Oklahoma Sooners. Josh, please tell the listeners that this should be a big game, even if it could turn into something ugly. I, I think TCU will be competitive, competitive in the, sorry, competitive the first half of this football game. The wear and tear is going to start happening in the third and fourth quarter when Spencer Rattler is going to start throwing the football. They'll start, you know, running some cute screens and some cute stuff the first half to keep the ball game close. Second half, that's when the guns will come out and TCU will end up with a loss this game because Spencer Rattler, I was saying, threw like 300 yards. And and I'm not talking 300 yards the second half. That's a lot of yards, but – but if he puts up around 300 yards against TCU, they'll win this football game. I agree. And I agree. I think Oklahoma is going to be really good this year. Um, and I think this could maybe be a rematch in the Big 12 championship game. I, I think it will be. But uh, uh, what were you going to say, Josh, quickly? Oh, is this going to be a loss for TCU on this one? I agree. I think t- TCU can make it competitive because their defense is really good, but I just – OU is the best team in college football this year, in my opinion. All, uh, you know, very short to the point. So that makes TCU 5-1 and one on the season. All right, Josh. Week 8, Saturday, October 23rd. West Virginia Mountaineers come into Amon G. Carter Stadium in Fort Worth, Texas. Josh, who wins this game? So it's going to be – okay, so this is going to be one of those games that it's going to be a high-scoring game. So CCU likes to throw the football, and so does West Virginia. So – and I would say that one of those games that, you know, could be a flip-flop if it was in West Virginia. Well, this year they're playing in Fort Worth. 
So that's going to be a win for TCU. I agree. I think TCU comes back home after the struggling loss against Oklahoma, bounces back, gets back in the win column, and gets to seven and one on the season, and three and one in Big Twelve conference play. All right, Josh. Week nine, Saturday, October thirtieth. The TCU Horn Frogs go up to Manhattan, Kansas, to play against our K State Wildcats. Josh, who do you have winning this game? So sorry, K-State brethren, but uh, TCU's defense is really stout, and it's going to be hard for K-State to score in this game. Uh, I give TCU a win in Manhattan, Kansas. I you know, I don't want to upset K-State Sam too much to say in this, but it could get ugly in that fourth quarter. Motes, you're not upsetting me. I mean, I'm already upset, you know, with my pick. Have you been looking at my picks? Because I have K State also losing this game, unfortunately. Um, you gotta you gotta go with who you think actually wins the game and not be biased. And I did the same as you. I don't think I don't see it getting ugly, but I just see too much Max Duggan. And like Eric Vogel said last week, I think TCU is gonna repay the fav- repay us the favor and come into Manhattan and beat us like we came into Fort Worth and beat them last year. So I do think TCU wins this. They get to four and one in the conference, and they get to seven and one on the season or is that no that's eight and one i believe right eight and one because this is week nine let's see let me make sure my stats right when one two three four five six seven eight they'd get to seven and one on the season all right so uh moving down to week 10 josh saturday november 6th um, the Baylor Bears come into Fort Worth, Texas, Amon G. Carter Stadium for a rivalry. Josh, real quick for the listeners, is this going to be close? Uh, no. Uh, we haven't really mentioned the sophomore running back, Zach Evans. I would say he would uh, – his backup, Condre Miller, gets in this game and – because then starts even putting up some points against Baylor. Baylor is going to be in a rebuilding year. I know they, the sanctions just came out this morning. Have you heard about that? They they started penalizing Baylor for the, their wrongdoings of late. Uh, late, late uh, Art Biles, sorry, I'm not saying he passed away, but of course, you know, Art Biles is no longer there, and he's still, had, you know, Baylor's still hurting <laughs> because of what he did while he was there. So it's going to probably be an ugly game for Baylor. And TCU comes out with a win this week. Agreed. Sorry, Baylor. I just think TCU's at home. They're a really good football team this year, and I just think it's going to be tough. So, all right. That'll make TCU 8-1 and one on the season. Week 11, Josh. Saturday, November th- um, 13th. At Oklahoma State. Josh, will this even be competitive, or or do you think it could be one-sided for either team? Uh, if Spencer Spanders, Sanders uh, goes goes off against TCU, uh, you know Oklahoma State has a really good shot of upsetting because at this point we're going to you know talking TCU in the top twenty-five already. You know going into the preseason, and now you're you know if he's eight and one the, now eight and one. Uh, if Spencer Sanders has a great game this year, a game great 
year this year, uh, Oklahoma State will put up some points. Um, so this could be actually a closer game than what, you know, going into the season looking at on paper. Um, so I would – I see, still think TCU still will gear up for this game and end up with a win, but it could be a close game. I like it, Josh. Like I said, have you been looking at my picks? Because I have Oklahoma State winning uh, – I mean, I have TCU winning this game. And I think it's going to be competitive, but I think TCU pulls away in the fourth quarter wins like 44-27, something like that. Just too much Max Duggan, too much run game, too much Gary Patterson stout defense. All right, that makes them 9-1 and one on the season in K-State Sam's predictions and Josh Moat's predictions. So moving down to week 12, Josh, Saturday, November 20th, they return home to host the Kansas Jayhawks. Josh? How will this game go? Um, so, for the KU fans out there listening to this game, uh, they want this game to get canceled so they don't lose this week. Uh, if this guy, game doesn't get canceled and does get played, uh, that's going to be a win for TCU. Uh, KU is a struggling football school, and we'll go on just going on to the next week. I don't have to go into too depth of this game. Yep, agree. Blowout, blowout. All right, Josh, last game of the season for all the marbles. That'll make, if if they beat KU, that'll put them at 10 and 1 on the season and 9 and 1. Wait. Yeah, 10 and 1 on the season and 8 and 1 in Big 12 conference play. I think is that right? Oh, no. They play 9 Big 12 games. That would put them at Seven and one in Big Twelve Conference play. Wait, hang on, I'm I'm lost. So one, two, three. Let's see. Um, they have three from the conference games. They would have only lost one conference game with one to play. So my math's wrong. Sorry, it's been a long day. So last game of the season, Saturday. Oh no, Friday, November twenty sixth at Iowa State. I. How do you think this game's gonna go, Moats? Uh, call Chris here. Uh, because I'm going with Chris Greer School. Uh, he was on your podcast several weeks ago going through Iowa State. I think Iowa State's going to be a really good football school this year. I give Iowa State a win. And I even can bet on, uh, I want to say it's going to be a blowout for either team. But I would say high scoring game at 44-36. TCU with the loss on this one. I, I got to disagree with you, Josh. I have a, a dogfight. It is senior day. Brock Purdy and Brees Hall are going to probably roll. But I just think TCU scores and gets a stop to win the game and shock Cyclone Nation, and which gives them a rematch against the Oklahoma Sooners in the Big 12 Championship game. And at this point in the season, their only loss because they would be 11-1 going into the Big 12 championship game, and they would be 10-1. and Wait, no. They'd be 11-1 and going into that game, and they would only have one Big 12 loss against OU, so they'd be 8-1 and in Big 12 conference play. And I do have them losing in the championship game to OU uh, big time again, unfortunately for TC fans, Saturday, November 4th, week 14 in the Big 12 championship game. Josh, uh, for the listeners out there who may be new to the show, please let them know who you think will be in the Big 12 championship game and who wins it. I got Oklahoma, Iowa State, 
in the Big 12 championship game with Oklahoma winning the Big 12 conference and getting into college football playoff. Nice. Nice. I think that's a good prediction. I think OU also gets in and wins the whole thing. So, all right. Well, we're going to, uh, real quick, for the listeners out there, I usually say my stadium ranks. And real quickly, we're going to, I'm going to review them. I have TCU at number seventh in my stadium rankings. And again, there's 10 Big 12 teams. I've been to nine of the stadiums. I have not been to West Virginia's. And I base my ranks based on the experience, how loud it is, and just the excitement of the game. And TCU, unfortunately, is down at seven. But, you know, they have a great they have a great stadium, but, you know, they're seventh in, in K-State Sam's opinion. And just to recap, Baylor – or not Baylor, Iowa State, number two in K-State Sam's rankings. Baylor, Bears, number five. Oklahoma Sooners, number three. Texas Longhorns, number six. Last week, K-State Wildcats, I am biased, number one, but if you haven't been to a game at Bill Snyder Family Stadium, you go, you should go and you'll you'll know what I'm talking about. They're number one. KU, number nine. KU Jayhawks, number nine. And then now TCU Horn Frogs, number seven. So that's my rankings. And we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to move on to our next segment of the night, the second team and the last team in Texas out of the Big 12 that we haven't discussed, the Texas Tech Red Raiders. So real quickly, we're going to take a break. and we come back, we'll start talking about Texas Tech football program. You are listening to Collegiate Jam with your host, K-State Sam. Welcome back to Collegiate Jam, and I am your host, K-State Sam. Thanks for tuning in tonight, and we're going to move on to our second segment of the two-team series for tonight. And our second team in the Big 12, or second school rather, is the Texas Tech Red Raiders. And once again, our guest tonight is Josh Motes, and he is joining us for the third time on Collegiate Jam. And he just finished talking to us about the TCU football program, and now we're going to talk Texas Tech. So for the listeners out there who are not familiar with the Texas Tech Red Raiders, Texas Tech University is home to Lubbock, Texas. Their colors are red and black. They play at Jones AT&T Stadium with a capacity of 60,454. In the year 2020, last season, the weirdest year ever due to COVID, Texas Tech finished 8th in the conference with an overall record of 4 wins and 6 losses. And in conference play, they finished with three wins and six six losses. They are coached by Matt Wales, who is in his third season at Texas Tech University with an overall record of eight wins and 14 losses at Texas Tech. He came from Utah State before he came to Texas Tech. Texas Tech runs an offensive scheme, Air Raid, and their defensive scheme is the 3-3-5, and sometimes they also run the 3-4 defense. Some key players this year for Texas Tech, mostly on the offensive side of the ball, is they have a redshirt junior transfer from, I believe it's Oregon, and Tyler Show. They also have another quarterback that got a lot of playing time last year in Henry uh, Columbia. And he is a grad transfer. 
And I always say he looks like Kylo Ren from Star Wars. And then their run game is built by two running backs. So Roderick Thompson, who's a redshirt junior, and Xavier White, who's a redshirt junior transfer. Their wide, their wide receivers are, there's actually three of them that are stud wide receivers. Kalen Geiger, he's a grad transfer. McLean Mannix, he's a senior transfer. And then wide receiver Trey Cleveland, he's a redshirt sophomore. And then last but not least, the tight end is Travis Kuntz. He's a senior transfer. So Josh, quickly, did I miss any key players on Texas Tech or um, or any big defensive players that or, or, that I should have mentioned? It's a good question, Casey Sam. Uh, one of the defensive players I kind of circled when I was going through their their depth chart. Um, I looked at and saw some of these transfer players. Uh, one of the transfer players is actually on their defensive line, uh, Tyree Wilson. He's coming from Texas A and M. So think SEC pass rusher. If he has a really good year for them, he could be a, a really bright spot on their defense for them. Where they could be, you know, some of these other community transfers are coming from community college so that will be a big shot for them being in the Big Twelve. It's a lot different play style and a lot faster play. Come, you know, Big Twelve and a Power Five conference coming from a, a community college. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that that was uh, is huge, and they have a lot of you know they have a lot of def- you know defensive players that do come from community college. Would you agree? Yeah, it's and it's not you know that the community college players you know, are you know not you know one of the better community college you know you know transfers. Uh, in Big Twelve, you know, deep you know they you know, the Big Twelve gets a bad rap for not playing defense, and you know Texas Tech is one of those schools. That really, you know, goes, you know, in the last later, you know, ranks of you know, eight, eighty, sixty to eighth, and overall top overall defense in college football. And mm-hmm. yet, it's it's a you know, not a great school for you know. You think Texas Tech, you usually don't think good defense. That's not usually something you think. You're right. You're exactly right. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna move into the final part of this Texas Tech segment tonight. We're going to quickly go over the Texas Tech 2021 football schedule with our guest, Josh Motes. So moving down to week one of the college football season in the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Week one, Josh, Saturday, September 4th, Texas Tech Red Raiders are playing the Houston Cougars at NRG Stadium, which is also home to the Houston Texans. Josh, how does this game go? Well, it's pretty much going to be one-sided, and it's almost like a home game for the Houston Cougars. Well, essentially, you know, it's the Texas kickoff. Uh, I would say Texas Tech with a brand-new quarterback coming in from Oregon. Is going to throw probably some interceptions, and Houston's going to have a really good game this uh, year. Give me the Texas Texas kickoff, and it's going to be a loss for Texas Tech this year. I agree. I agree. Hey, real quickly, we're going to take actually a short break, and when we come back, we're going to finish up the schedule with Josh Motes. You're listening to Collegiate Jam with your host, K-State Sam. 
And we are back to Collegiate Jam, and we're going over the Texas Tech Red Raiders football schedule with Josh Motes. The last game we just left off of was week one, the Texas Tech Red Raiders visiting the Houston Cougars at NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas. Josh, real quick, can you let the listeners know why you made your prediction in week one? Okay, uh, yeah. So Clayton Toon is the junior cornerback for Houston. He was their team captain last year. They started all eight games at quarterback for them. He threw for over 2,000 yards last year. So they likes to put the Houston Cougars put some points up on the board last year. So that's why I gave him the win on this one. Okay. For their experience, for their experience at quarterback. Okay, I like it. I like it. So you have Texas Tech going 0 and 1. That's right. Okay. I uh, so, uh, so do I. Sorry, Texas Tech. I mean, it may this podcast could be difficult with you know finding wins if I'm honest, but we'll, we'll go through it. And like I've said before, we're just going over K State Sam's and Josh Moat's predictions and um you know hopefully hopefully they have a a good season and we'll just see how it goes going down to week two josh saturday september 11th the texas tech red raiders return back to lubbock texas to host their first home game of the season and that is against the stephen f austin lumberjacks josh how do you think this game will be played out well it's the slow break america game and I think Texas Tech will be celebrating a win on this one. Uh, it's going to be in Lubbock on a hot Saturday evening uh, with Stephen S. Austin coming in as a F- uh, FCS school. It should be a good win for Texas Tech this week. Agreed. I think Tech is going to bounce back and win big and get to 1-1 one and one on the season. Josh, week three, Saturday, September 18th, Texas Tech continues their homestand in Lubbock, Texas, at at uh, Jones AT&T Stadium. They are hosting the Florida International Panthers. Josh, who wins this game? So I got Texas Tech another win on this one. Uh, the, the quarterback for uh, the FIU, this is going to be a graduate transfer from Maryland, and I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. It's got the – I was calling Alphabet because his first name is Max, last name something, Sean Gerg. Uh, so FIU is going to maybe surprise some people this year, but being on the road in Lubbock, I still – and it's going to be the Ring of Honor induction. So Texas Tech is going to put a big show on for, at, you know, on their, on their home field and end up with a win on this week. Agreed. Agreed. Texas Tech gets a 2-1 and one on the season. All right, Josh. Week four, Saturday, September 25th, the Texas Tech Red Raiders' first true road game of the season. They go to Austin, Texas, which is was where I live, basically in Austin, the suburb of it. Texas Tech takes on the Texas Longhorns. Josh, will this game be competitive? Uh, for the first quarter, yes. For After that, no. Okay. Uh, being in – Austin on a ruckus, hundred thousand people crowd. Um, Texas Tech will take the loss this week. Okay, I agree. I think Texas wins big. In the past, it's been close, but I just think too much. Bijan Robinson and Texas Tech is just going to have a new, you know, new quarterback. Defense is going to have its struggles, and I think Texas Tech falls to two and two in the season and zero and one in the Big Twelve. All right, Josh, moving down to week 
five, Saturday, October 2nd, Texas Tech Red Raiders are back on the road in Morgantown, West Virginia to take on the West Virginia Mountaineers. Please tell the listeners, Josh, how Texas Tech will bring their game to Morgantown and if it's going to be competitive. So the, so this is going to be probably one of the high-scoring games of the year for Tech uh, on the road. I, I think the Tech's defense gives up a loss on this one, and you can't blame the offense on this one because I think the offense will put up probably 30 points against West Virginia, but West Virginia is one of those teams that will be scrappy and come out with maybe a field goal win on this one. Good pick. I think West Virginia wins. Uh, sorry, Tech, but I think you'll lose this game and fall to two and three in the season and 0 and two in the Big 12 conference play. All right, going down to week six, Josh. Saturday, October 9th, Texas Tech returns back to Lubbock and they host the TCU Horn Frogs, who we just talked about on the last segment. Josh, I know you have t- you picked TCU to win this game on the last segment. Can you please uh, explain why Texas Tech does not win this game? So, I would, again, kind of like the last game against West Virginia, it's going to be the defense, you know, not being having a strong defense. And the, the linebacking core uh, from TCU, team winners, and those, those guys are going to have a big game and making Tyler Show, the quarterback from Texas Tech, run for his life. And they're going to be trying to blitz him off the edge and get him out in the middle of no man's land where he's going to try to you know, force the ball downfield and throw some interceptions. You couldn't have said it better, my friend. I think TCU is going to run away with this one, unfortunately, for Texas Tech. I just think too much TCU defense. All right, Josh, that'll make Texas Tech fall to 2-4 and four and 0-3 oh and in the Big 12. All right, this is actually a big game, believe it or not, if you're a Texas Tech fan, because the last time these two teams played, it was uh, a series of unfortunate events for uh, Texas Tech. Saturday, October 16th, Josh, week seven, Texas Tech goes up to Lawrence, Kansas, to play the Kansas Jayhawks. Please explain to me, Josh, how this game will go and who wins. So KU is going to you know, be a rebuilding school this year, just like Tech is. Um, if Tyler Show throws up 300 yards plus, Tech wins this game. If he throws in that 200-yard range in that and on the road, they lose this game. Um, KU is going to be one of those schools that they're going to you know shock some people. Uh, having a new coach this year, a new offense scheme from coming from Buffalo. Um, I would say if this game was played in Lubbock, okay, that's a Tech win. Well, this game is played on the road this year, so it's going to be a loss for Texas Tech. So you think KU wins? I think KU wins. Wow. Man, man, Paige, Paige better, you know, give you a big kiss on your cheek tonight because, wow, wow. You know, once again, I think you're looking at my picks too. So, Paige, you may not be too impressed because I think he was just looking at my picks. I also have KU winning this game, Josh. Sorry to Texas Tech, but I just think Tech is going to have a really rough season. I think KU is going to find a way to win a game. They know that they won this game two years ago, and I just think they're going to win. And um, 
Texas Tech's going to fall to two and five on the season and zero and four in Big Twelve conference play. Now, Josh, moving down to Week Eight, Saturday, October twenty-third. Your and my K-State Wildcats come into Lubbock, Texas. How does this game uh, end up? If Deuce Vaughn goes off in this game, K-State wins. Okay. And I predict that to happen this game. So it's another tech loss on parents and family weekend. Sorry, the parents and the family is going to go home with their heads in their hands going, we started off the year at one, uh, at two and one. What's going on? Mm-hmm. That would mean they're two and six on the season and zero and five in the big 12 play already have played KU. All right, Josh, going down to week nine, Saturday, October 30th, Texas tech hosts, Oh, no, Texas Tech goes on the road to face the Oklahoma Sooners. Please quickly tell the fans how this game will go. So Spencer Lattler's Oklahoma uh, offense has a big day that the point where everybody in Tech is – and all the Tech fans that drove up from Lubbock to go to this game are hitting the parking lot by halftime. Okay. I could definitely see that. I just think OU is the best team in football in the country this year once again. If you're a Tech fan, this game could get very ugly, but just hopefully you can compete and salvage, you know, maybe a quarter. So that would put Tech at 2-7 and seven on the season and 0-6 oh and in the Big 12. All right, Josh, moving down to week – is this week um, – I think it's it would be week 11 – Oh, wait, no, week 10. Week 10. Texas Tech is on a bye week. Going down to week 11, Josh, Saturday, November 13th, Texas Tech hosts the Iowa State Cyclones in Amon G. Carter Stadium. Josh, how will how will Texas Tech compete in this game, and what will the outcome be? Uh, Tech will... Tech's a school, too, that, you know... Whenever they have a high-scoring game, they might be in it because they like to throw the football all around the field with that air raid offense. So this game, Iowa State is one of those games that you know teams that like to get up a high-scoring game as well. So this could be a very high-scoring game. They could be all and all of a sudden none in the 40s or 50s, even if you know both schools you know are you know throwing the football. Brees Hall would be the difference maker in this, just on the short spring game, get him in space, and it Iowa State wins probably maybe only by a touchdown or 10 points. It's not going to be huge. I don't think Iowa State's going to go into Lubbock and just totally blow them out. Like, Iowa State will blow out some other schools this year. Agreed. Agreed. I think Iowa State survives a tough scare, a scare but – especially with it being late in the season and Texas Tech running out of, you know, home games. So that'll make them uh, 2-8 and eight on the season and 0-7 and in Big 12 Conference play. I'm sorry, Tech. I know K-State's had their years, but right now they're 0-7 with two games to play. So, Josh, Saturday, November 20th, Texas Tech Red Raiders host the Oklahoma State Cowboys Week 12 of the college football season. Josh, take a couple seconds to tell me – who wins this game? 
this is senior day for Texas Tech. Um, this it, it this this game is kind of one of those games that then towards the end of the year um, that you know you kind of want to start looking towards next year for Tech. Um, at this point in the year, I think Tyler Show is still going to be their quarterback next year, but they might you know give a you know some some more reps to that the graduate transfer that's a backup, you know, and, you know, save Tyler show for next year. Um, that Utah state, you know, graduate transfer might, you know, get some reps in this game on senior day. And, but, you know, you know like, I mean, they might shock Oklahoma state on this game, but, you know, I, I still think Tex at this point in the year is starting to look towards, you know, the 2022 football, 2022 football season. And they're going to even take a loss on senior day. Yeah, unfortunately, I just think you're just going to see a lot of the fans start emptying out, and um, it's just going to be a you know if you're a Tech fan, you're like I'm just ready for basketball. I'm sorry, it's just it it, it just it gets so depressing at some points, and I just think they lose this game and fall to zero and eight in conference play and two and nine on the season. So, Josh, to close out the season, Saturday, November twenty seventh, week thirteen of the college football season. Texas Tech Red Raiders in the season in Waco, Texas at McLean Stadium. Josh, who wins the final game of the season between these two teams? So back to our first podcast, I, I've got, you know, Baylor winning this game. I might backtrack on my thoughts on Baylor's football season because I didn't know when week one we did this podcast, all the sanctions that Baylor's facing this year. So this, you know, this year is going to be a whirlwind of emotions for Baylor football and Baylor sports in general. Um, Texas Tech, you know, comes into Waco last game of the year and on a huge losing streak. They'll be fighting yeah. tooth and nail. Eight know, in a row. To, yeah, to fighting tooth and nail to be able to you know, pull off a win. So I'm going to backtrack on my Baylor predictions of week one on the podcast and say Texas Tech wins this game. And it's not because that Texas Tech is just a great football this team this year. They're just, you know, they're tired of the losing, and they'll do great lengths. And you may even throw a uh, flea flicker. I'll throw that out there. They they win on a – they get a touchdown on a crazy trick play, like a Statue of Liberty or a flea flicker to, you know, to end up getting a, a win on this one. I agree. I like it. I think Texas Tech prevails. They finish the season with a win. Finish the season overall at three and nine, and you know just something to have a good taste in their mouth. And um, especially after what happened last time there in Waco, they could have won. I think they they lost on like a bad play or something in overtime, but I do think they win. Welcome back to Collegiate Jam. I want to take a moment to let the listeners know that we just had some technical difficulties, and for some reason, there was um, some of the previous section of the podcast was not recorded there at the end and um both josh and i picked our big 12 championship matchup and our winners josh motes has oklahoma against iowa state in the big 12 championship game in week 14 saturday december 4th and i have the tcu horn frogs versus the oklahoma sooners and i have the oklahoma sooners winning the big 12 championship game and Josh Motes has the Oklahoma Sooners also winning the Big Joe Championship game. So 
And just for the listeners out there to close out our Texas Tech segment, I want to reveal my stadium rankings for Texas Tech in the Big 12. And just a reminder for the listeners out there, my stadium rankings are based on me um, when I attended the game and how loud the atmosphere was and maybe how um, exciting the game was. Sometimes I don't put as much, um, you know, depth on how exciting it was, but just overall the fan experience and and uh, how nice the fans were and everything and all that good stuff. And remember, I have been to all – I've been to nine of the ten Big 12 stadiums, and so um, the one I have not been to is West Virginia. So without further ado, I will say Texas Tech is ranked eighth out of nine. They are my eighth favorite stadium out of nine that I've been to. And just to uh, review the rankings, number – Two is Iowa State. Number, wait, I'll just go in order. So number one, Kansas State Wildcats Stadium. Number two, Iowa State Cyclones. Number three, Oklahoma Sooners. Number four, we will find out next week. Number five, Baylor Bears. Number six, Texas Longhorns. Number seven, TCU Horn Frogs. Number eight, Texas Tech Red Raiders. And number nine, the Kansas Jayhawks. And remember, I have not been to West Virginia's. So if you can take a guess to figure out who number four might be, we will find out next week if you are unable to find out. So once again, I want to thank our guest, Josh Motes, tonight for coming on to Collegiate Jam for the third time and bringing his expertise. And I want to thank the listeners out there for taking time to continue listening to Collegiate Jam. And here at Collegiate Jam, we want to make sure we are giving our listeners the top-notch knowledge, and we hope to keep making more podcasts for you in the future. Our next episode will be next week featuring the West Virginia Mountaineers and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So, Thanks again for taking time to listen to episode five here in Collegiate Jam. I'm your host, K State Sam, saying good night.